peace, power, and prosperity to all of the beautiful people listening today. You are listening to Potters of Color 2.0, the podcast, and I'm your host, Robbie Lobb. Today, we have a very interesting conversation with a potter by the name of Isaac Scott. to our conversation with him coming up shortly so sit back and chill and we'll be with you in a moment We have Donnell Lee, also known as Hakeem R. Mahabuti, and We Walked Away. That's a song that came out in the 70s. Check that out, young people. And of course, we have J. Coles on the other sound piece, Applying Pressure. And now we get on with the show. Isaac? Hello. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hanging in there. <laughs> good. So we got Isaac Scott on the podcast today, everybody. This multimedia artist is among the most talented I've seen in a long, long time. Wow. This does photography, murals, ceramics, and he's exhibited in quite a few places. Right now, he is in the middle of his master's yep. over at Tyler School of Art. And I know when I first met him, I was like, oh, hi. You know, we met each other at Insinka. I think it was 2018. During the first Potters of Color meeting at Ensinka, and uh, Roberto Lugo introduced us because I think we were both uh, getting ready to get into Tyler as a special student. I didn't have the confidence to do it at the time. I'm still working that one up. But <laughs> Isaac went right on through. And I would run into Isaac every now and then, either at Tyler or uh, I'd see his work at the Clay Studio. And it was always very well executed in terms of the pottery skills, the throwing skills, but also his painterly style was always on point. I'm talking the likenesses of whomever he was depicting on a mug or a, a vase or whatever he was doing. 
always extremely accurate. Uh, I didn't really know exactly how to take you when I first met you because, like, I I don't know, maybe I picked up on the Wisconsin kind of vibe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm used to, I'm used to brothers in Philly. Okay. Word. So when I met you, you were just kind of like, you know, sort of quiet, like a quiet giant. And and um, I just didn't know what to make. I was just like, okay, whatever. And then I saw your work. Malcolm standing by the window with the gun. Malcolm sitting there looking like, yep, that's me. Uh oh. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. <clears throat> no, I can't. <laughs> you there? Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> yeah, we got disconnected somehow. We was talking too much revolution, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got that mic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Anyway, I, I tend to think of uh, revolutionaries as more evolutionaries. Mm. You know, that's my personal belief. I was born in 61. So I was around for all of the ruckus that was going on in the 60s and 70s. And I watched things calm down seemingly as heroin got piped through the neighborhoods, all the drugs you could find. And mm. as uh, the Black Panthers got snuffed out and just all the chaos, you know, I, I was a kid watching it. And um, then the 80s came. And it's like message music went by the wayside. We we started getting into more of a, um, you know, a pop thing. And, and even the way rap music was then, and in my opinion, what is publicly put out there now is, is if not superficial, like social engineering at its worst to bring out the worst in people. You know, you have a media circus out here that always depicts black men in a certain way and black women in a certain way. And most of it's never good. Mm -hmm. But I see your work and you always show the best of our people. Mm -hmm. I want to say this publicly. I love that about you. <laughs> I, I love your vision. I saw what you did doing the... Um, the riots about, well, they weren't really riots. They were, wrong word, bad choice of words. Strike that from the record. During the protest over what happened to George Floyd, you guys demonstrated, you documented, and your pictures, whew, impeccable, impeccable. Your eye is very keen. Thank you. So, yeah. So, so far, I'm just pretty much blathering on. I know that there's some things that you would like to tell us about your evolution as a potter and as an artist. 
like what high school did you go to? Were you um, were you an art major there? How did you first decide you wanted to be an artist? And what types of things pulled and formed into the brilliant artist that you are and the commentary, the point of view that you reference in your art? Talk to us about that. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for that very kind introduction. Um, I uh, I guess I'm going to start at the beginning. So it's I started doing ceramics in high school. I'm uh, originally from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, it's like a, you know, like a medium-sized like college town in um, like southern, central, central southern Wisconsin. Um, and yeah, I had like a really great um, I was really blessed to have like a, like a really strong like arts community in the high school. So like we had um, like a really big ceramic studio and that's what I was like drawn to initially. So I, I would like, you know, as soon as I started throwing on the wheel, I basically was like in the ceramic studio as much as I could because I just immediately fell in love with it. <clears throat> so I'd be in there like before school, after school, during lunch, I'd always be walking around school with just like mud all over my, my clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I was just like that guy. Uh, and, mm. and yeah, it, I really just like um, was drawn to it immediately. And I had a really amazing mm -hmm. um, ceramics teacher, Phil Lyons. Um, he's retired mm -hmm. now, but he, um, came from kind of like this like lineage of like really great ceramic artists in Wisconsin. And um, there's a really great ceramic artist, uh, Don Hunt, who died when I was in high school, um, who was the teacher before him. And so there's kind of like this like really strong ceramics background in in, in Madison what, that, that I'm like, I come from, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's out of the same, so coming out of that high school, there's like a lot of like amazing ceramic artists who are still working today. Um, and one I would like to shout out is, is James Bester. Um, he mm -hmm. is a black pothead on Instagram. So go give him a follow and uh, shout out oh. to James. Um, oh, he's from the. Yeah. We went to the same high school. Really? Yeah. We played football together. Really? Okay. That's yeah. interesting. I do talk to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm hmm Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Love that man. Yeah. And we actually uh -huh. do um, our first in Sika together, um, where Theaster Gates spoke in Milwaukee. And um, okay. that was just like a transformative, you know, uh, moment for both of us. Uh, I think mm -hmm. that, like, I hadn't seen representation like that in ceramics ever. It was just like, you know, this is just like a white people's thing, but I'm also <laughs> like doing it. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. so I was just always in these like white spaces. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I just had a love for, for making pots. And then mm -hmm. um, like moving into college, I, I didn't want to go to school for art. I, you know, thought I was going to be an engineer. So I went to school for that initially. Um, and I, I didn't, 
that did not go well. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I ended up actually failing out of school. Uh, I was going to UW Madison at the time. And um, I decided to figure something else out. So I, I decided to like uh, start doing philosophy. So I, I went to mm-hmm. college for a year. I, I got back in, reapplied, got back into school. And, and I finished my um, bachelor's in, in the philosophy department. Um, and then mm-hmm. the whole time I was doing that, I was going to this um, ceramic studio, um, Midwest Clay Project in, in Madison. And um, I was basically like doing some like um, work there just to get studio space. Um, hmm. So I was doing that. Um, and during that time, I kind of like during college, I kind of realized like I, I, I came to the time I was like, oh, what am I going to do for a career? <laughs> like, like school's about to be done and I have no idea what I'm going to do. And after thinking about it, it's like the only thing I could think of doing like 30 years down the line was making pots. I was like, that's the one thing I know I'll still be doing 30 years from now is making pots. So I was like, Excellent. well, I might as well just make this my career. Um, and you blessed us all with it. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I also was inspired by like, like, and I really felt strongly too about being an artist and not just being like a production potter. Like I, um, I, I, I felt like there was opportunity in being an artist to have like real cultural impact. Um, like also during college, I was, I was, you know, seeing all this, um, this stuff happen. I mean, like we went through, you know, the Bush years, and then mm-hmm. even during the Obama years, I, I, I got like really disillusioned with everything because I was just like, we finally got this black president. He says all the right things. He's seems like this great guy. And then it just feels like nothing's changing. So, right. So, right. so that's not the solution. Then. <laughs> like the solution isn't mm-hmm. just like getting the right guy in the office. There's like a larger mm-hmm. systemic issue that that has to be changed. And I was like, how does that change? It's like, okay, you know, people are very quick to be like, oh, like, you know, revolution. I was like, okay, well, what does that look like? You know? Um, right. And I feel like it looks very, if you ask 10 different people what revolution looks like, you're gonna get 10 different answers, you know? So right. my my biggest thing was just like, the, the, the change has to come culturally first. Like, um, and like, who are the, the people who like form and shape culture? It's like artists. So I was like, okay, I want to be then like an artist. Cause I feel like that's where I can have the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. Um, or that's like a place that I feel like I can have impact in. And also that's like what I want to do as a career. So I was like, I, so that, so that, that was basically like all the things that I was thinking about, like moving into um, mo- moving into like deciding to be like a ceramic artist. Mm-hmm. So, so then I that makes say what? Mm-hmm. Oh, so so I said that makes. Mm-hmm. Well, at that time, I was like just making like you know really clean like regular pots with um, just like a single dip in a bucket or something like that, and mm-hmm. I really wanted to 
differentiate my work from other people's. I was like, I really want to see, like, there's certain things I want to see in pottery that I don't see anywhere around me. So I was like, I'm going to start putting, like, the people that inspire me on my pots. Um, I'm going to start mm-hmm. putting myself on my pots. And mm-hmm. I was really influenced by, like, these, you know, ancient Greek, um, like, mythology classes and stuff that I was taking during college and I was really getting into hip hop culture at the time and like getting mm-hmm. into it, like looking at like KRS one videos, do, doing lectures on that and stuff. So, and he always mm-hmm. talks about the first step in becoming a hip hop artist is to rename yourself. And he talks mm-hmm. about how like, that's like an ancient form of like, um, like, uh, like, 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 like transferring from like, like, like when you when you go through like a ritual, like like um, it's not like a bat mitzvah, but it's kind of like a thing where it's like you're like a coming of age ritual, where like you get to give yourself a name, and this happens in like a lot mm-hmm. of cultures. It even happens in like Catholicism, where like you get to choose like a, a new name, <clears throat> and when you get um, you get to choose like your Catholic name or whatever when you when you get confirmed and stuff. So there's like this like thing where mm-hmm. like you when you name yourself you like you get to like become who you really are or something so there's kind of like mm-hmm. this like transformation like in hit in rappers like hip-hop artists they can take on like any number of personas you know mm-hmm. so i was just mm-hmm. like okay so i can like become all these different personas on the surface of my pots so i wanted to start putting myself on my pots in, in different ways um mm-hmm. so yeah so so that was like kind of like the beginning of like those 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 pots that you were talking about with the different um, black leaders and putting myself in my work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Super awesome, <laughs> super awesome. The, now, when you do your photography, do you go into a dark room, or like, are you developing film as a, a traditional old head photographer would? No, I, it's all. A, all, all digital um, just doing all my computer and and the reason mostly for that is like I took a digital photography class and then when the pandemic hit um, that was like my only form of you know my creative output was doing photography so I would go around mm-hmm. the neighborhood take pictures and then I would edit, edit them on my computer and then, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then when you took the photographs and put them on your pots, or um, mm-hmm. I think you partnered with another artist. Yeah, Justin Rothschild. And they put, yeah, yeah. The, just awesome, just awesome. And I loved the mural. Thank you. The mural that and Gerald Brown and Roberto Lugo did together. Beautiful. Just beautiful. You know, my brother was one of the first mural artists in this city. Word. When I get a chance, I'll send you a slide of what he did. Word. On the side of theater at uh, Shelton and Chu back in the late 70s, like 77-ish, somewhere in there. Wow, yeah. So yeah, 
Yeah, it's like it's so it's so interesting to me. Everybody that I'm talking to, because of course in my evolution, you know, I put art down for a while and picked it up later on. But what I love about you guys that never put it down. Mm. Never. Mm. And your your abilities are very well evolved. And it's just a matter of making sure that the public knows that you exist and that your work connects with them in a way that you can get in museums and exhibition spaces of all kinds and, uh, you know, sell some stuff too, if if that's what you want to do, you know? So one of the things, one of the goals that I have in doing this podcast is giving everybody an oral platform to say, well, you know, this is where you can check out my work. This is how you can get in contact with me, etc. So if you'd like, now's your time. Do your, I'm Isaac Scott and you can reach me at. <laughs> yeah, well, you can, uh, <laughs> I am Isaac Scott and I'm a uh, photographer, ceramic artist um in philadelphia and you can find pottery.com you can find me on instagram at this underscore is underscore ceramics um and this is photography 2020 both those two um handles on instagram um and i got stuff for sale on my website i'll have some more stuff on for sale on my website very soon um and yeah just Wait, keep now- a, a I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm oh, all jumping just, in. Talking. Just there's, there's more things coming. So that's a great way to find out what I'm up to is, is following on Instagram. That's what I use most. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't think they heard you when you said your website because the phone kind of blinked out on us. You said, okay. go ahead. This, uh, uh, oh, so my, my website is isaacspottery.com. Isaac's Pottery. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are your ideas for creating a a stronger marketplace for black ceramicists to be able to distribute their work with black people? Yeah, that's great. That's like a that's like a mm, that's such a good question. I mm-hmm. I often think about music, the music industry. Mm-hmm. And I often like think about like how I feel like a lot of the, the cultural tastes but you know come through the music industry. Like what are the artists wearing? What are they, you know, um like it like like imagine if um like j cole or somebody like you know people really fuck with like was just holding one of your mugs Mm, you know mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) or was like or was you know had had one of your 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 vases in the background of the music video or something like like something like 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 that where um things just like like very quickly become culturally relevant or culturally like super cool to have Mm. And, um, 
and I often think about how like how other um other medium or other like crafts in particular how they have these 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 places in pop culture so you have like glass artists have like pipes you know hmm. and um like print printers you know make t-shirts or they make posters and stuff mm -hmm. um that are that can be like really culturally um relevant mm -hmm. um and and so for like us i feel like it's um and then like, you know, textile people, they have like fashion and stuff like that. So like mm. we like we need like a jumping off point into like pop culture, I feel like, mm -hmm. to make things an in for regular people. Because I feel like the only way someone's gonna get into like your weird, like 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 more abstract, like weird stuff is they need a like something that's like much more approachable mm. in like um, it's just very like understandable to like a layman, you know, mm -hmm. of of the world. Um, so, so it'd be like so. I, I try to do that. Mm -hmm. Say what? I said so it would be like product placement. Yeah, like either that or it's like I mean I think about that when I make my work because I'm like I take a lot from like you know graffiti art or like street artists. Um. And, and try to like make imagery and stuff that's like very like oh I can connect with that in a way that's like I don't have to know anything about ceramics but I like what's happening on that cup you know mm -hmm. so I tr I definitely try to make stuff that's like it's not just for other ceramic artists it's for people who know nothing about ceramics and making it interesting to them right <laughs> well what I what, it, what bothers me it, is that are you there? You're breaking up. Sorry, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but me either. Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Hello? Yeah, yeah. I'm can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay. What were you saying, my dear? Oh, just that um I, yeah, I think, you know, there, there's like, it, it, it would help if we could find like a jumping off point into some kind of like pop culture relevancy. Um, mm -hmm. Make it easier to, um, to reach different audiences, you know, but, but also mm -hmm. like we need like places. Um, I think if, if more black kids were introduced to ceramics at an earlier age, then um as they become adults they're more they'd be like more willing to buy it because it, it would have value to them you know i'm so glad you mentioned that i wondered uh i wanted to ask you if you if you would teach children at all do you do you have an that yeah yeah for sure i would i would love to i um i worked a little bit um, with a Claymobile at the Clay Studio, mm -hmm. uh, teaching in that way. Um, mm -hmm. But I would really like I would really like to be a part of something where it was more substantial, mm -hmm. where you work with kids long term, and you really mm -hmm. help develop skill. Um, 
like if there was like a like a community center or something that like you work you got to work with the same kids for like five years you know like just mm. how, how like the incredible work they'd be making at the end of that like you could really be an incredible ceramic artist by the end of high school um if you if you started with freshman you know what that sounds like a proposal <laughs> that yes absolutely you laugh i'm dead serious that sounds like a proposal and i think you should start writing it because first of all you need to see more black men hands in clay you know matching ideas with young people mm-hmm. usually this women sometimes the kids feel like oh i can take her serious or leave her seriously mm. it's ridiculous and we always have to come in with this mother spirit vibe when some of us aren't mothers mm-hmm. but i i also feel like once there's a man situation some of the tomfoolery goes away because they're interested in learning what a what what father figure, if not a father figure, a strong male figure looks like in their sphere. Mm. There there are out here who are strong men, but what are they doing? Are they just going to work every day, coming home, and now they just want to watch TV and don't want to talk to them? Are they um are they always at work? Are they out here doing things that aren't all that great for the community? Like a lot of people fall into what the media suggests that they do. And then there are those of us who are already evolutionary saying, well, I don't really want to be um, an engineer. I'd like to be a ceramicist. I'm going to use my creative energy to create the reality that I know can happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I smell a proposal and there is a grantor out there who will match you. Word. You know? Yeah. And you've, you've got a lot of good people in your pod and right in arm's reach. So make sure you let any of us know if you need our help. You know? Absolutely. I will definitely do that. Um, yeah, yeah. One of the things that I think about is like, you know, like Chance the Rapper, he he was like um, really struggling in school, like during high school and stuff. But he mm-hmm. he was always going to this like community, like uh, music studio where he mm-hmm. hang out and spend all his time and like just make music. And mm-hmm. that was like his thing that he did. And then, you know, look where that that took him. I think maybe Vic Mensa was like also part of that or or something, but it was just like it, it was like this like this this place that that it was kind of like you could make music, but it was also just like a, like a safe place to like hang out, you know, um, in the community and 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 so it's like that like ceramics could also be that like it, it could just be another option, another avenue for people to take, um, if that's what they wanted to do. Absolutely. And clay will claim you. Oh, it, it really, really does. will. You could be it you could be on some, well, I'm gonna be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And then you get into clay and it's like, I think I'll stay close to the earth. It's amazing. <laughs> I love 
I love it for exactly that reason, you know? Um, I had something else I wanted to ask you. I wish I had written it down because I have plum forgotten mm. what it was. But it certainly ties into what we're saying. Maybe it'll come back to me before um, I segue into the next thought that I had. Or okay, it's gone. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, make sure that you let your friends know to subscribe to Potters of Color 2.0 when you get a chance. For sure. Uh, because the more subscriptions we get, the more listeners we get, the more we'll all be supported as Potters of Color. I'm very interested in watching this community get strong and do exactly what we're here to do, which is record history through our work. Yes. Um, and yes. And part of why I was saying that I think more of revolutionaries is being evolutionary is because we're not using the modes of revolution that others use, which is a gun, mm -hmm. you know, violence. we're using peace. We're using molding the earth. We're using storytelling through our hands and through our actions. And it's very important that we continue to document our experience in spite of the possible erasure, you know, we already know that six million years from now, when they go digging in the earth, they're going to find one of your yeah. mugs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fragments or whatever. But um, I have a few marketing ideas that I think we should all like get in a huddle and discuss because we could have some really wonderful collaborative ideas come to life excuse me and you know there's certain things that I might be good at assembling to make sure that it works out but there might be other things that I'll overlook that you'll know about that any of the other potters in our community will know about that can really make some things really kick off potters all around the world african-american you know person of colors i'm not just limiting it to anybody from the african des despera oh god i'm not saying the word right help me father i need more <laughs> coffee you know i worked all night um but but also uh you know our native brothers and sisters and when i say brothers and sisters i mean from that end of the spectrum to the other end and everybody in between, non-binary, whatever. I'm not concerned about those things in terms of, uh, you know, describing who somebody is or who somebody isn't. What I'm thinking of is clay. Mm -hmm. Clay people who are usually not given the time of day. Because one thing you mentioned in every potter of color that I talk to, it's how you don't see yourself anywhere. Yeah. You don't see it right. You don't see your 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 likeness shown in the art, in the in anything. The only time you see yourself is on the news 
or on a television program being some kind of social delinquent. And it's like, wait a minute. We have many more levels mm-hmm. than that. All you have to do is walk down any block anywhere in the city. You have some people who go hang on the corners and you have some that get up and go to work every day. And when they come home, they close their door. You don't know what they're doing. They could be in there sewing quilts, painting paintings, doing whatever creative thing makes their spirit fly. And what I love about potters is that we have to be so committed that we walk around muddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. Like you look like live under a yeah. bridge but we're we're rich in spirit i went through i went through high and school our, looking uh, like i was homeless the entire time <laughs> with all the and stuff. i bet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i thought for a long time that maybe my daughter didn't pick up clay because i was homeless <laughs> you know yeah i'm i yeah because you look like you live under yeah. a bridge you do got clay from head to toe your hands are dry you know your shoes are all whatever because you're not going to wear your good stuff right i love it when i see people that look glamorous and they do clay i just look at them and shake my head like you are a wonder mm-hmm. <laughs> it always amazes me yep mm-hmm. go ahead i'm sorry i was like that always amazes me people wear their good clothes to the studio and I'm just like, how, how are you? Yeah, doing that? I can't. <laughs> yeah, and then they wipe up before they leave. I'm like, oh no, leave it on there, leave it on there, let that clay penetrate. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to talk, Isaac. Me too. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to great things coming from you. You, you always um you always are very focused and business like about your artistic doings and um i admire that in you i admire the your work ethic and i admire what i see you produce and um on that note we're going to end this broadcast i'm going to play some music that i picked out just for you right I don't think. Oh, I know what I was going mm. to say. I like the rappers that you picked. the The rappers that you mentioned mm-hmm. are all cerebral rappers. They're not talking from the other head, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. They're cerebrally. Word. That was it. Yep, that was it. That was what I wanted to say. Now, where is my music at? Now, of course, it went on to the other. Oh, goodness. Here we go. I know you know who Gil Scott Heron yeah. was. Too old no, for revolution you. revolution will not be televised. I listen to Jill Scott Heron. That's exactly what I was going to play. <laughs> Yes. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Potters of Color 2.2. 2.0, I'm sorry. You will not be able to stay home, brother. And we'd like to thank Isaac Scott for coming on.
and talking with us. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and Oh, what happened? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Anyway. <laughs> I am all elbows with the technical stuff. I'm going to have to get a crew before this is over with. It's going to be awesome, though. Once we really get this together yes. and get some other minds and hands on this, this is this is another piece of clay. Yes. You do yes, realize. another way to shape the culture. Exactly. And it's the first one about black, brown, beige people. Mm -hmm. Red, you know, Potter's a, hello, help a sister out. Don't leave me out here all by myself (laughs) now. Don't think I'm sure now. Okay. But anyway, I got to get off this phone. I see Winnie is um, texting me. I'm going to be interviewing her too in the next couple of days. Queen Yes, Queen Mother, my dear. Queen Mother. So, yeah. Anyway, Isaac, thank you for your time. And, um, oh, I know what I meant to tell you. Tuesday, Tuesday around 8, I'm going to do a live. So pop on if you're not doing anything. Tell your friends to come on too so I won't be on there all by myself looking crazy. Right. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Isaac. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you for being there for me. I appreciate you. All right. Love, peace, and hair grease. Peace.